This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris. And with me again, there he is, yeah. Mr. Jared Mariyama. Hello, Jared. Welcome to, uh, what is this, part two of season <laughs> <laughs> four? I don't uh, know how this works anymore. It would be fun. It would be fun to have, like, I don't know, we keep taking these unexpected breaks mm. from the freaking podcast. Yep. And then on top of that... The world is on fire. Uh, it's hard to keep track, but I be, there is there's got to be a way to get creative with <laughs> these intentional or unintentional breaks that I have. Yes. The show. Yes. I know that um, our friends over at Master of One have done some like they have a point system, so it's like episode one hundred point two, and then they like I don't know they got creative with their episode numbering. Well, they have been like. They're consistent and they have like seasons, right? They have like, I think they have like, uh, you know, episode numbering and then like two a week Mm -hmm. for a while and then smaller things. So yeah, yeah, they're podcasters. So I wasn't actually planning to talk about this, but that made me think of something we said seasons referring to podcasts. But like, so I talked about this at the beginning of the year for one of these episodes, one of these, I think is last year. Hmm. It had to have been last year because we weren't recording earlier this year. Um, but I'd asked you about podcasts, like noticing that every brand was having a podcast, all these celebrities are starting to, it's even exploded, like even more since then. And like, it seems like every celebrity has their own podcast. They all do it in seasons too, for some reason. I'm sure it's like a scheduling thing. Um, but I wanted to know like how you feel, how do you feel about all these celebrity podcasts for me? I'll let you think about your answer because okay. you weren't expecting it. Okay. Um, it is, it's very much like a talk show where it's very trivial. They don't really talk about anything important or deep. Um, some of them do, but like it's very, very casual and it almost feels like they're doing like little bits within uh, the show. So like in theory, because it's long format, you can get deeper into subjects or like getting to know the guest a little bit more. But from my experience, it's just been like a longer version of the talk show format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Celebrity, celebrity wise, you mean specifically as opposed to yeah. just celebrities being so on like, podcasts. Right. Celebrity driven or celebrity hosted ones. So like uh, I've talked about the Conan O'Brien one a lot. Um, Rob Lowe has one. Yeah. That he came out with this year. Um, there was, there's another one. I think it's through Earwolf too with Jason Bateman. Yep. Smartless um, or something. Smart. Yeah. yeah. There's three. Um, That's a goofy one. Yeah. What a weird group of people. Yeah. Like. I would never think <laughs> that they would be put together. So it's Will Arnett, Jason Sudeikis. Jason and, Bateman. Jason Bateman. Oh yeah. Sorry. Jason Bateman. And then the Sean Hayes. Yeah. I would never think to put them. Well, really yeah. it's yeah. just Sean Hayes because right. the other two are from Arrested Development. They do have a fun dynamic, but I think in particular, Will Arnett is so like celebrity, his answers and his demeanor, like he's created this character for himself mm-hmm. and like he doesn't stray from it. So you don't get any genuine yeah. answers or responses from him. It's all like bits. It's all like kind of campy and 
fun, playful answers, uh, which is fine. But I do think it gets a little bit annoying when you have to listen to that regularly and like for that long of a period. Mm -hmm. He would be a good. Sorry. Sorry, Will. He'd be a good (laughs) guest. I don't think he's a great host, but he's a good guest. Um, Actually, I think that's a problem with three people hosting, though. Like it gets so much gets lost. And so the guest doesn't always get to speak as much as you think they're going to. Um, right. And it depends on the guest, obviously. But um, yeah, I think it really, for them, it depends on who the guest is and how they can sort of interplay. Because I, I would just listen to the three of them talk, actually. Like that's yeah. very entertaining in itself. So when they have a guest, it's sort of a distraction and it, the time goes by very fast because they're trying to cover all the bases and stuff. That's what a lot of people I've noticed, I, even with ours, when I ask, like, what do you like about the show most people say the banter between you and i i find that i enjoy those parts more in other people's podcasts too mm-hmm. so but that's why you I have rec- to love the host right right yeah right i recently started listening to justin long's podcast oh. so his his format is and i i don't know if he started this during the quarantine or if it just kind of picked up during the quarantine but he was uh, he's in quarantine with his family. So he's living with his brother or one of his brothers and their intro is the long brothers talking about the upcoming interview with a celebrity guest. Then they will play the interview where it's only Justin long interviewing the guest. Mm-hmm. And then they wrap it up with the brothers talking again. So it's kind of fun to get to know them as brothers and you get that rapport. And again, that like, that banter um, is what you go to the show for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, what I like. You re- you go back for, I should say. So yeah. I would prefer that they, if like they were good friends, like if a celebrity brings on a friend celebrity, that's more mm-hmm. interesting uh, because it, it gives you like a behind the scenes look, you know, but when they don't know the person that well, then it feels just very like an interview, you know, like they're going to go through the same things and they, the celebrities know how to answer these things. And so it's just very like one, two, one, two, back and forth so you know unless they can offer something that's sort of different or or like really hyper specific so like if jason bateman and will arnett just talked about doing uh arrested development that would be interesting um Mm -hmm. sort of like the office ladies and things like that whether it's very focused um then i i do like i do like that kind of stuff but just the general interviews or if they're coming to promote something that gets a little i think that gets boring across the board though so Especially if it's the promoting, because you know this is one interview or one podcast session of like a few dozen. So the the celebrity is getting sick of answering the same exact questions. Yeah. So it's like becomes a little bit dull. They, I mean, they do their best to be on for the most part, but you can kind of feel if it's on the later end of this tour, like you can kind of feel them. Yeah. Not being as excited excited and and whatnot have you been listening to more or less podcasts recently for some reason i started listening to them a lot more since our last record oh yes i but i kind of always do i kind of put those on when i'm working i've stopped with music Mm because i think i'm getting sick of my music and i'm not good about seeking new music so (laughs) things get old fast but um yeah i've been listening to like the dax shepherd one which is not great um (laughs) it's all right but he's very he seems like a nice guy and right now he's doing this whole um you know he was uh, a recovering uh i don't know addict Addict. yeah Yeah. and so he's 
he's back on it, uh, trying again from scratch, I guess. I don't know. What do you call that? <laughs> I don't, don't oh, want to say. he relapsed? He relapsed, yeah. And so oh, he's okay. been talking about that. Um, and, and that's very interesting, I'll say. But as, a, as an interviewer, he's very much like a nice guy fan guy. So he gets really like, you know, he's like gushing about every guest. And so it gets a little... <laughs> That's a little the same. Yeah. Well, that's another thing with the celebrity stuff is like you have to have that level of gushiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like because they almost expect that and will respond better to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have I been know. I've been listening to a lot of them, but I'm sure it's a lot of news, which I got to control kind of. And then a lot of like sciency based stuff. For some reason, I really like those kind. Ooh, whoa! Tell me about these. So I started listening. I don't know why, but I fell in love with Bill Nye right. over this year and listening to his podcast. He does something. I think it's. I think it's supposed to be once a week, but he may have dropped off. Where he'll do like a coronavirus Update. edition. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a shorter version, and he gets an expert in some field to talk about the virus. So it could be like somebody who's an expert on vaccines, somebody who's a epi epidemiologist mm-hmm. um, and then like general practitioners so like everybody in the science field who has a very specific uh, expertise will talk about the coronavirus from their perspective and then on top of that they have like very very general science related episodes so it could be anything about like bears very specific to bears and like other types of animals to um, I don't know, mechanical yeah. engineering and stuff I like listened that. So to, it, he had an Imagineer on recently or one of the episodes. Oh yeah, that's fun. That was yeah. a good one. Uh, yeah, he's, um, Bill Nye is actually kind of quiet on it. Like I, I thought he'd be a more aggressive questioner, but he really lets his guests talk. Like he puts forth a very serious question and then kind of lets him go. Like, and then he's got mm. like a, a host with him though right like a co-host he's so i think it's it's the producer who is like is in the room and will chime in every oh, okay. once in a while okay but yeah he's there's another i forget his name there's another um character that is in most episodes as well yeah um but that was a surprising like i didn't i would not expect to be as into that show as i am um like i i obviously watched his show in the 90s growing and like even in high school, teachers, if they were lazy, they'd put on a Bill Nye mm-hmm. episode because it's like, air quotes, educational. Mm-hmm. So like, I grew up with him, but I never was like super interested in science or anything like that. But for some reason, I saw that in some podcasting app and just decided to give it a go. And like, I kind of fell in love with it. Yeah, like there's some other like Radio Lab was one that I started on early. Uh, I, I kind of fell off of that one for a while, but that's a good science one that really takes you through they do interesting things with the actual show so it's not just an interview it's like they're telling a story and then um it just kind of it kind of keeps you engrossed like through the thing Mm -hmm. so like there's a national geographic one that i listen to there's a bunch of them out there um that are sort of easy listens like it's something too too hard to understand i I wouldn't listen to anything like that but um yeah just the casual casual stuff all right there's one so there's one more that i want to talk about that'll we'll We'll bleed this into our watch category. So for those of you who don't remember, um, during our, I don't know, our first return from hiatus, we started this um, three questions that we answer every single episode. It is, what did you watch? What did you eat? And what did you do? Um, So this last podcast we'll talk about will kind of bleed into the watch category. 
So there's this thing on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. It's like a mm. documentary. And there was a podcast that is very similar to the same uh, like theme that it's discussing, uh, which is like uh, online algorithms, YouTube, and like how Google Analytics are kind of can push you a certain way depending on your search history and like the type of person you are. Um, but the podcast version was called Rabbit Hole. Are you familiar uh, with it? That's a fairly you- new one, right? It, so it's it's uh, and I don't like this necessarily um, when podcasts have like a specific ending yeah. um, unless it's like, you know, telling the life story of, let's say, Mr. Rogers. Right. So you can do that within 10 episodes mm-hmm. and like dedicate mm-hmm. an episode to a specific aspect of him. Um, but if it's not like a biography or a, an event based thing, like it's difficult to wrap it up. So. Uh, the the concept of that this show was about was really interesting and there's really a lot of interesting bits in here but it kind of ended like out of nowhere so the concept again it's how basically the internet is crafting like taking our information and crafting search results and pushing you into a certain direction as far as what content you consume so like I don't know if I were to type in, let's say Disney, and then it'll try and auto um, auto yeah. complete your phrase. For me, it might be like Disney illustrations or Disney cartoons, but for somebody else, it could be like I don't know Disney movies or Disney theme right, parks. Right. Um, that's a very light example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They go they they go into super extreme examples as to why the search, like the search. I, what? Why, there's a term for this, like the, the auto finish. I feel like there's a more elaborate autofill. Or elegant, just the autofill. Auto, yeah, whatever. There's yeah, a, there's really like it's a kind of a crazy thought, but why different autofills fill out differently for each person? Yeah, um, and it gets even deeper into like if you're on YouTube a lot. Uh, one example, it showed some ki- young kid who like got pushed to the far. I don't want to get too political here, but like he went to the far right. And then he kind of, by watching a couple different uh, YouTube videos, it pushed him all the way to the left side. So like this young impressionable kid is consuming all this political content and being influenced to think a certain way. Uh, And YouTube was like pushing him in these directions, which was a scary thought, but also like kind of fascinating to me. I want to believe that it is that like impressionable young people, especially ones that have grown up with this technology, seem to me to be more uh, vulnerable to this. That's probably very naive of me to say, because as an adult, I think most of us want to believe like, "Ah, I'm smarter than that. I think, you know. Um, but I think it just depends on the way they use it. And I, I think there is a generational shift between how uh, I use it and how younger people use it. So for me, like when when we talk about how much people are watching YouTube, I don't understand that at all. Like I go to YouTube to watch a specific video. I have right. never browsed YouTube. Um, well, that's exactly it. Today, yeah. so for us growing up, it was flipping through the channels on TV. Right, right. right? As we got older, more channels became available. But for like the new generation, their equivalent of that is YouTube. Yep. So they, sure. we may have spent two, three hours a day watching TV. They're spending that much time, if not more, just browsing through YouTube. Right. So they have right. a lot more content, or not content, but information, Everything. And search history to kind of curate uh, 
I don't know, recommendations a certain way. Yeah, no, but I think they grow up with this mindset, though, which we have now, I think most of us, is just that they have everything, absolutely everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for us now, it's more like, you know how sometimes you try to find something from when you were young? <laughs> like, yes. you know, like, oh my God, that's how my obsession with toys came back again. But yeah, right. But I mean, for them, I don't think that exists. Like it, it will always be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you might not have the physical thing, but they don't care about the physical thing anymore. They can go find that right. video online because it's been there since forever. So I don't know. I think there's a, a shift in that way where these things become or that they've learned things for the very first time because of online. And I think that happened mm-hmm. very rarely for us growing up at that age when we were when we were younger and stuff. So I don't know. I, I think there's a, did you watch the documentary, the Netflix? I didn't watch the documentary. I'm very interested in, I will watch it um, at some point, but right now I've only listened to the podcast, so the rabbit, uh, rabbit hole. I did watch the, the thing because it's an interesting subject. So I'm you're on the other side. You haven't listened to the podcast, but you watched I the, listened to the first episode. Uh, and I okay. was like, eh, it's all right. And so I didn't have a bunch to kind of, you know, when you have a bunch, you can let it run and then sort of you're right. into it. So um, now they, it's over. Like the okay. series, it, I think it's only like eight episodes, give or take. Um, yeah. So you could, in theory, you could knock it out like in a day, a yeah. work day. I don't know why. To. I don't even remember why I didn't like the first episode or whatever. But yeah. But the documentary, watch it and see. I want to hear your reaction to it because it's a little, some good information. <laughs> but it's a little it's a little goofy. But I want to see what you think. I yeah. won't I won't poison your your view of it. So <laughs> uh all right. So we're in the watch category now. Yeah. Um so there are there's three things I want to talk about. Two of them are Netflix, and then the third one I'll save for last. Okay. Um <laughs> I guess I'll start. Both of the Netflix things I want to talk about are beyond cheesy, like super campy, very, very corny. The first one Cobra Kai. And you're Yes, you're going to make fun of me for both of them. (laughs) Okay. So everybody's watching, not everybody, but a lot of people are watching Cobra Kai. What's interesting about this to me is it actually started on YouTube. It was a YouTube's like original series. Oh, I didn't know that. And then at some point, Netflix, I'm assuming, bought the rights to this franchise, if you will. Hmm. Um, And now it's available on Netflix and it's even got the Netflix logo on it, which makes it look like it's a Netflix original, but it actually started on YouTube. So I don't understand. I don't know the specifics on the rights and how all that Mm. works, but it looks like Netflix owns it now, which is why it's getting a lot more popularity uh, recently. And I think they're going to be developing more seasons. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But it is, it's fun. It is super like, Tongue in cheek, like you, if you liked the original Karate Kid movie and you don't mind like corny, cheesy eighties jokes and stuff, yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. You, but just don't go into it expecting like I don't know anything fantastic, groundbreaking. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very. It is what it is. It's cheesy eighties tropes and like the the whole. Thing. It's just a I don't know modern telling of. The same story movie. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? I have not. I mean, I've seen the first two movies. Uh, Uh I didn't watch beyond that. I think there was that like the Hillary Swank one. I didn't watch that one. Um, The next Karate Kid. Yeah. 
but I did not watch this series. And I've been hearing a lot more about it with this. I guess this is what second season or third season. What yeah. Is, yeah. There, so there's two available on Netflix, and I'm assuming they're going to continue it now that it's kind of gotten more traction and yeah. popularity. Like all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. So maybe I'll check it out. But I don't know. It kind of looks to be honest. Cheesy. I mean, I don't know if you'd be into it. it's a. It's too cheesy and too corny, but like, I don't know if you go into it with that mindset, you might be okay with it. Yeah. Um, but it is very, very campy. Um, to me, it's, it's fun for that reason. Right. Um, but yeah, so I don't, we don't need to get too much into that one. Do you have anything in particular that you watched? I uh, have watched last- everything <laughs> except Cobra Kai. Um, so I have all the streaming now, all of them, you name it. <laughs> no, I don't have all. I think I'm missing a few. But um, so what, I know you picked up Hulu, um, Hulu, HBO, H- and you, a- you got HBO Max, HBO Max. I've got um, there's a few things on Amazon. HBO Max that I wanted to see. Uh, Witches is coming out, which looks I really like the the 80s one mm. um, with uh, Angelica uh, Houston. Yeah. From Adam's family. Mm-hmm. The mom. Yep. Uh, was she also in Captain EO? She's the. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And she was in um, everything. She's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was a oh, Adventure Time was the big one that I wanted to check out. Is that any good? The on new HBO Max, the new little series, it's like Distant Lands. I think yeah, I think called. there's only one. I don't think they released the second one yet. Um, oh, really? I I don't know. I have to check. So they did one with BMO. That's just a BMO episode yeah. and new characters. And I did watch that one, um, but that I don't think they they kept saying another like a I think the uh, Vampire Girls coming up next. But Marceline, I don't think they've posted it yet. So is it is it all like just one episode kind of catching up with characters it's after like, the events of Adventure Time? I, I think so. The BMO one was kind of random. So they don't really I, I didn't huh. feel like they placed it into a time period specifically. And they, it's just BMO and new characters and a new land and everything like that. So it's not the old characters. Um, so I don't I don't know quite what the point is of this other than just to see these characters or spin them off into their own thing or I don't know. We'll see. I'm mm-hmm. thinking the Marceline, the people characters will be a little more grounded. Maybe, I mean, it'll just feel like these are continuations of their story. Um, but right. BMO doesn't really have an arc. <laughs> yeah. It was just cute background noise. Is there anything in particular? Let's see. I watched Enola enjoyed? Holmes. Did you oh, watch you know, that? It's I actually so interesting before the pandemic hit. I think this was in January. Mm. You know, I like to go to all these weird screenings and like mm-hmm. red carpety things. So because like I've gone to so many, I'm on like an email list to be invited to other ones. So I got to go to an advanced screening of Enola Holmes in January. Really? In an actual theater. Um, but they always, so I got to see that and there's another Netflix movie called always be my maybe, which was Ali Wong and the dad from fresh off the boat. Right. Um, I don't remember his name, but they, so they trick you. They don't tell you the name of the film. They just give you like enough to get you in. And for the always be my maybe, they totally did a bait and switch. It was a romantic comedy with Keanu Reeves and he was in like. 10 minutes of the movie (laughs) so like that's what sold us to get into it and like rsvp and then we watched the thing i'm like what the that was not a keanu movie at all i didn't even know he was in that that's been out for a while but i yeah i didn't know he was yeah um and then i think enola holmes it said something about sherlock holmes but not that it was like uh, 
the premise of the movie, it's Enola Holmes or Sherlock Holmes' little sister right. who's also like a crime-solving, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. problem-solving person. Um, but anyways, yes, I did see it back in January in a theater wow. when you were still allowed to do that stuff. I can't believe you didn't even mention that on the previous previous things. Uh, yeah, what did you think of that? Uh, it's actually, I, so I thought it was better than I would have normally. Like mm-hmm. just if you were to say a Millie Bobby Brown, Sherlock Holmes esque yeah. movie, right. I would have thought it would be a little bit cheesier. Um, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's, I would rewatch it. Yes. Um, but it's definitely worth a single viewing. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. I thought it was just like really, really okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't yeah, like I like, wasn't mad about it or anything, but I'm just like, eh. right. There's really no like surprises in it. The cast is fun. Um, she was very Henry good. Cavill is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very um, little, very little. Yeah. So he actually plays Sherlock Holmes, which I thought was an extremely interesting casting. I would never think to put like this beefy guy as Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. He's always like. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is kind of what I think of Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes as. Yeah, a little more um, cerebral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was very good, though. And that was what was important, yeah. I think. And we don't get to see so much personality from her in Stranger Things. So it's nice to see her right. like acting like a full performance. And she was very good. So I really like her. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's always talk about her playing a young Leia. And I think that would be fantastic. Um, like to see her in a show or something like that, like in a big part. The show is a little cheesy. It felt a little tweenish to me, you know, like. Yeah, I think that's the audience. Yeah. Um, um, sure. And it was based on a book, I guess. I didn't know. I don't know anything about the book. Um, but um, yeah, I thought Henry was going to be a little more involved in it. You know, like I thought they were going to like yeah. solve something together. And he's very like in the background for, for most. of Yeah, it. this is definitely uh, a Nola driven mm-hmm. story. Like, yeah, she's the primary character and main focus of the whole thing for sure right 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 so um and the funny thing with this one is i did not know that it was a movie like i kind of assumed everything's a series so i started it and i'm like this is really a long first episode (laughs) (laughs) like like, my gosh Um, Uh, and you kind of get trained to think of like uh her in particular being like associated to shows instead of movies Mm -hmm. has she been Oh, she was in Godzilla. Godzilla yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of that she's been in. But again, not a great, um, not a great part or movie, and so yeah. Yeah, let's see. I have right, watched. So I I'm just going through so much stuff right now. Though, aren't you watching a lot of stuff? Like I am <laughs> watching so much stuff. It's crazy. So. I'm like starting to rewatch series. Oh my that, gosh! Like I've already watched like Thirty Rock. I'm oh, rewatching. Love it. Love um, it. There's a bunch of stuff that like I'll just put on randomly. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I think this is like the kid in me growing up, like watching cartoons early morning. So like if I want to watch TV while I'm eating breakfast, I'll mm-hmm. put on like an old DuckTales or like an older uh, cartoon series or something. Yeah. But OK, so this is the other show from Netflix that I am almost embarrassed to say that I enjoyed it so much. But it is and I can almost guarantee you, you have not watched this. one. All right. All right. Julie and the Phantoms. No, I have not watched Julia and the Phantoms. <laughs> so this, talk about like demo being a tween audience here. This is like for sure, I don't know, I'd say like 9 to 15 year old girls this show was made for. But it's 
the premise is this girl is into music and she's really shy, but for some reason she like gets in contact with ghosts that were a rock band in the nineties. Is this animated? <laughs> no, this is, so this is like, better. It, it's, it's as good as a Disney channel original show. So, Sounds so like this it. is like, yeah. this is like Hannah Montana quality yeah. we're talking here. So it's like very poppy, very like, I don't know. I don't want to say immature jokes, but like it's made for a very young audience. So the jokes are right at that level. Right, right. I think so. I love musicals and I love pop music. So I think that's what really drew me in. The very first like uh, second of this series is like 1995. The rock band, when they were alive, they played a song um, and it's like. Uh, I don't know, Newfound Glory-esque, Simple Plan, like very catchy pop rock. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, I was just hooked. <laughs> so is it, is it a lot of musical performances and stuff like so that? So every, every episode has two songs <laughs> to it. So, I'm so, I feel so stupid talking about this. Yes. As if anybody that like has seen the preview for this... I'm sure they're like, oh, this is lame or like, this is not for me. And this is a new um, thing or an old thing? It's new. Oh, it I is. think okay. it just, it came out like in September or over the summer maybe. Hmm. Um, wow. And to be honest, like I only got into it because I started running out of things to try. I'm like, oh, I like pop music. This looks fun. Um, but it is like totally on par with a Hannah Montana in terms of like, who it's made for, the poppiness of the the music and all that. Hmm. Um, Boy, you really, I thought I watched everything. Wow, you really are. <laughs> uh, circling it back into something you talked about, one of the members who is a ghost is Finn. The voice of Finn from Adventure oh. Time is, Shh. he is the bass player for the band. What's his name? I forget, Shada or something like that? Yeah, Jeremy. J Jeremy Shada. Yeah, Sh Shada. Something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So as far as I know, this is like, if not his first acting, like live acting gig, his, one of his first ones. Hmm. Um, and like, as I'm watching, like that kid looks so familiar and I couldn't place it for the longest time. And I had to cheat and look it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's the voice of Finn. Because he does a lot of promos for Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. So you actually see his face and stuff. And then I don't know if you ever watched... This is another one you shouldn't watch. Um, but The Descendants, Disney Channel's Descendants. No, I am not a fan of that oeuvre. <laughs> like the so, Disney Channel live action and the Nickelodeons and all that stuff. I do yeah. not like those shows. But I don't know. I I shouldn't. But like, yeah. I don't know. I Okay, I'll just stop there. But um, <laughs> I think it, he's got a funny name. Boo Boo Stewart, who's in... Uh, <laughs> he's in The Descendants. He's one of the sons of one of the i don't know bad guys in that's the, Disney the world that's the gig yeah yeah he he is also a ghost in julian the phantoms so good so star pack for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, I, I can't even remember right. where we left off like from what we saw before like did you watch watchmen watchmen was fantastic um, no because i that's an hbo thing i don't right, have hbo right, right, right. Uh, I'll have to steal your password to Definitely. watch some of that. Yeah, that was great. That was um, really good. I started Is Lovecraft that... Country. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. So 
I want to talk about uh, Watchmen. Did you? Mm-hmm. I know you don't read comic, but that comics, but that's like a big comic book title. Did you read that, or were you familiar of it as a comic before? So this series, you know, uh, is very different than the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it it like draws inspiration. Yeah. From it so as the characters to a retelling. Yeah, the characters are there, and there's reference, and then there's something sort of about the style of it, which is similar, um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, very different. I'm not a comic book reader. This is Watchmen's one of those comics where people who are comic books insist that you read it because yeah. it's so important to them and so good. And it is good. Um, mm. But um, so it's a, one of the few ones that I read. But I read it as a collected thing. Okay. It was all the, yeah. yeah. I took a class in college. Um, it's like graphic novels as literature. And mm-hmm. that was one of the titles that we had to read. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to read Mouse? Uh, we did read yeah, Mouse. I'd imagine that's like um, kind of the epitome of that kind of thing. Man, they have like, now that you're bringing this up, <laughs> it was all like super heavy yeah. <laughs> books that we had to read. I think I want to say Blankets was another one. Oh, which is Blankets. Like de- that's a fantastic one. Or something, yeah, it's right? a very good one. Yeah, it's a huge, um, very dense thing. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, a lot. Of, you had to yeah. buy a lot of comic books, huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean, at that time of my life, I was consuming a lot of it on my own. So it was like, mm, no oh, big shit, deal. why don't I just take a class on it, too? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and man, compared to a college textbook, these were like so much cheaper. Yeah, Even that's though true. we had to read a bunch of them. And you was, can keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more watch. Okay. Uh, unless you have something else. Uh, the so Great British, here. the Great British Bake Off. Uh, I started. I've been avoiding it for so long. People, you love haven't it, watched that, and I've just started. It. I'm oh. about. I'm on season four now, and it's it's great because you can just put it on the background, and it's fine. And that is such a fun show. It's sweet. And, and another it's easy one that and, I would never expect to yeah, be into. Yeah. Yeah. But I would expect you. To have already watched all of them. I know. People all said that. I, I'm not big on the... I like cooking shows. I don't like cooking competition shows. But this, this is, one feels different, though. It's not the American way. Like, everyone's very sweet. Everyone's very nice to each other. Every, everything's pleasant. Everything's yeah, like... It's not cutthroat in any way. Very it's quick It's all, like, very paste. supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Nice bake on that. Good flavor. Looks atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even their, like, Simon of the show isn't that bad. Right. And I really like Mary Berry. She's my favorite. And I hear she's not on it anymore, and so I'm sad about that. But anyway, that's it. Yeah, they do some some changing with Mm -hmm. the panel and, like, the hosts and stuff through, like, I forget which season, but at some point they do switch. So, okay. So that's it for me. I mean, I've watched a ton more, but that's where I'll stop here. (laughs) So the last one that I have is going to bleed into the do category as well, which is um, I actually I told you about this, but we can talk about it a little bit in more detail now. Mm. I rented out a theater to watch a movie. Right, right, right. Tenant. So I'm I'm getting a little bit of quarantine fatigue. I'm still very cautious, but you are like way more cautious than I am now. <laughs> but, you know, I love movies and like. I feel like I had to see Tenant in theaters and the most responsible way to do it was to rent out the theater. Um, and it's funny. It's great that uh, movie theater chains are letting this be an option at an affordable price. Mm. Otherwise, you know, I, renting out a theater, you would have to pay every seat of the entire auditorium. Which right. Would be thousands of dollars. Or at least close to um, it. Right. Yeah. 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 Cinemark and Sinopolis, and there might be more at this point, but I'm not sure. They were offering 
at a very reasonable rate to rent out the theater and you basically fill it to your comfort level. Mm-hmm. So I rented out a theater at Cinemark to see Tenet and it was just, there's four of us. I invited my parents and like we all sat in our own rows. It was fantastic. So was a great movie experience. So how did it work? Um, like when you got there, it's just like, oh, here's your theater. Like that was it. Like So it, it's... And this happened very early when stuff the theater started to reopen. So I don't know if it'd be more crowded now. Yeah. But I made the reservation online. So you could do, they have like specific time slots. And then you can choose the movie you want to play um, during that time slot. So because there's not a lot that have been releasing over the past six months, uh, they have like a cad, like a backlog that you could choose from as well. So mm-hmm. there's like a couple, I want to say a couple of Star Wars in there. There's Harry Potter. Yeah. There's a bunch of like old movies and then maybe two or three new releases. So you pick the time slot and then you pick the film. And all you have to do, you show up with your entire party and you get assigned a theater number and you just go into that theater. The only thing is you have to go in as a group and like kind of go in together. Um, But I think within that, like you can invite as many people as you are comfortable inviting. I didn't even bother so, inviting you. I already told you this because I assumed you would not want to do it. But right. if I do do it again, I will reach out to you and you can say no to my face. Maybe at that point, I will. We'll see. You'll, you'll be a little more comfortable. It's the inside uh, and, thing that just, ah. Well, so here, what I, I kind of skipped over. There was one person at the check-in and then there was one person at concession and we just walked straight through to our theater. I literally did not see one other person. Yeah, no, I, I could see that because like I go to the grocery so store like, and, and Target and things like that. Um, but it's just sitting down in a confined space. Circulated air. Yeah, and like all that's that stuff. the thing yeah. is like the, I'd almost rather go to like a drive in thing or, a, you know, an outdoor thing even or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Outdoors <laughs> just seems so much safer and we're certainly running out of that time period now for outdoor stuff yeah. but um they started this this uh i don't know what you call it but like i don't know it's called cinema safe so it's like to get cinema safe certified you have to do all of these things that right, prove that right. you're adhering to these um health and safety protocols and i don't know if you care enough to either get comfortable enough to do something like that you can read it over it's everything like you have to be in the theater with a mask on. They will clean and wipe down every single seat before and after uh, every screening. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole list of stuff that every theater has to adhere to in order to be cinema safe certified. I think, um, you know, everything, there's all these precautions and everything. And I believe in all that stuff and that's great. But I mean, you know, I could go to the store and get sick, right? Like, so it's like, I know that, it's more out of a concern for it than it is like an actual, you know, what are the probabilities? I just feel like I'll be unlucky and I'll sit in that one thing under You'll the be air the conditioner, one. you know, and like, <laughs> just get it blown on me directly um, or something like that. So and You'll then pick I, the seat where the vents are blowing. Yeah. And you'll be the only one in the whole theater to get anything. Exactly. From a guy in another theater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be my luck. And then I'll be like, oh, I was just for stupid tenant, you know. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, this is like kind of indirectly a bucket list thing. I've always wanted to be able to say I've rented out a theater. Yeah, I know. It, it the makes most sense. like practical way to do it or like reasonable way to do it. So yeah, I mean, if I will say if anybody out there is like uneasy about going to the movies, look into this because I know 
I'm pretty sure more theaters are offering this as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I'll say it was only $150 for wow. this entire theater. That's great. And you get to, um, you get to choose the movie you want. So like, I think there are some restrictions, but you might even be able to just rent a theater out for like Whatever. two hours and bring your own, uh, or like ask them to, you can request um, a movie, a certain movie, but hmm. I'm sure there's parameters around that, like yeah. uh, licensing and viewing rights and all that stuff. That's not bad at um, all. Makes uh, thirty dollars yeah. for Mulan seem like a, a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, like if you're just bringing your immediate family, you know that could be four, five, six people. If you want to divide it um, up that way, it's still gonna it's gonna be close to a normal like one ticket price anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's. All around, I think I'm a advocate for this type of movie viewing. Yep. No, I think it's a great idea. But um, especially like AMC when they have those teeny tiny little theaters, seems like they could do a lot more. Of oh this. yeah, uh, especially like when they have the assigned like the luxury seats, and there's yeah. only like 30 seats in the whole yeah. auditorium anyway. Yeah, they could do yeah. it for a much reduced price, and then you know, I'm sure those things are empty most of the time. I don't know. Is AMC open yeah. now? Are they all open now? I think they're all open. Um, I don't know how crowded they're getting. Yeah. I know when I did go, again, it was pretty early when they did reopen. So I think a lot of people are either unaware or still uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. I would imagine that over time it's just going to get like more and more cr- uh, crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I went, it was I saw two other people. Did you buy food? No. Oh. So we snuck in our own uh they were selling it though they did have popcorn and like i think they did not let you do um fountain drinks uh bottles just bottles yeah which to me it's like okay (laughs) that logic goes out the window if you are giving us popcorn from you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. well the logic is like you don't want anything to be touched or in the air or whatever like popcorn is just sitting I think with the popcorn, though, it's not like customers are grabbing it themselves. I guess. You know. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's a little weird that that's where they draw the line or I don't. To me, a drink is safer than the popcorn, but whatever. But, you know, it's one person grabbing it. You're not going up to that station and people are being disgusting. Yeah. It's the one thing I've learned from all this is how disgusting people are. Like I am <laughs> like walking. I'm trying to avoid people, you know, trying to stay out of their direct way. And they're just oblivious and walking and sneezing and coughing. And yeah. Oh, just the one thing that like of this craziness is like I have no problems following any of the rules. And like I even go would say I go out of my way to be courteous mm-hmm. to people and just like stay in my lane, yep. follow the rules, right. do whatever. I I don't understand the people that like want to fight this stuff. Like it doesn't matter if you believe or not. Just don't be a dick. I, that's well, the, that's what I the, say. The, it blows my mind. It shouldn't be uh, political to cover your mouth. Uh, right. You know, like it's just common courtesy. All this like kindergarten rules that we learned so long ago. Everyone's just forgotten, you know, like yeah. uh, it's going to go into it darker area there though so yeah but i agree <laughs> i that, agree okay so that's one of the do's that was a watch and a do so let's go throw it back to you uh what did you do there's a lot that we could pull from here yeah 
Uh, let's see. I get up. I work. I go to bed. <laughs> watch what a lot a of TV. Fun time. I'm telling you, it's going a little crazy. I am getting to the point of saturation, though. Like I'm, I kind of have to break it up somehow, but within reason. Within reason, I can already feel it. Like I'm getting more invites to do stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but then, like I say, like everyone says they're being good, but the definition of good is very oh, all over the place. No, I, I don't even think that people believe that. I think that's just like so now that's the equivalent response to how are you doing or how yeah. are you? Yeah, it doesn't. Nobody even cares how you're doing. Just the gut reaction or like response is good. Fine. Yeah. So like when people say that they're being good, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, all, I um, I'm being really good. Staying home. Well, we did go to a party last night. Um, but that's <laughs> it. Uh, and then we, oh yeah, we did go out to dinner the other night. Went to the mall. Um, but other than that, we've been really good. You know, <laughs> I just I, uh, I don't get funny. it. I don't get it. Maybe I'll be the silly one at the end of this and be like, oh, I guess you could have done more stuff. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I've been really focused on a, uh, another solo show for Gallery 1988 is coming up October 16th. So I've been hyper focused on that, trying to get the files done and and get everything done. You did the printing for me uh, and you are actually participating. We collaborated on this one. Oh, so exciting. What's what's the name of the show? Uh, Cute Squared. Love it. Yeah. Ah, See? So wait, this is the third show that you've done with 88, right? So I did a two-man show, then a one-man show, and then this is my second one-man show. So what... It's the, all of, and this is great branding for you, mm-hmm. all of the shows you had cute involved with it. So the first, first show was so cute so because cute. you partnered up with a, an artist that so, does oh, so nerdy. sewing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then your first real solo show was Cutesy. Yep. Right? Yep. And Seems like one, ages ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Really does. And then this one, uh, Cute Squared, because... Yeah. All the pieces Two reasons are here. All the pieces are squared. <laughs> all of the pieces and the prints are squared. They're all actually universal size. Yep. Uh, easy to frame, ten by ten. And the other reason that squared is Mr. M squared was involved with this <laughs> show. That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I want. I, so I already said this before, but I want to say it on air. Um, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this show. Oh, yeah. I do understand that this is a great opportunity i and you know me i always need an excuse to produce um and so technically this was your artwork and your illustrations that i um just paperized but it was like i haven't done anything like this in such a long time so i really appreciate you letting me do this and just the opportunity um to work on something like this it was a lot of fun to get back into like paper crafting the yeah. past few weeks here. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you were able to do it. I wasn't sure if you were going to. I know you've been super busy with work and everything and just with everything going on. And it's a very different kind of show. I mean, we talked about doing a collaboration early on. And, and, and even one of my thoughts was I'd love to do a show where it is a collaboration show, where it's me and somebody mm-hmm. else or other a group of people, not just one other person, where we actually work either on a similar piece or share some kind of something in common. So I thought this was a good way to... To do that for this one. So the show goes live October 16th at some point. You'll have to check our social media for exact times and things like that. But yeah, that's been kind of consuming all my... Like, it's amazing how the minute I finish that, like, 
everything opens up. Like that took up so much time. <laughs> Literally, like I knew I was doing this from before my last show. So right. it's like it's on my mind ever since. Well, and yeah, it's and I know I've like we've been talking about this along the way. And you get to the point where like, okay, if I want to do yep. 20 pieces, I only, I just have to do one a month and yep. then a month goes by like, well, now I just have to do one every two weeks. And then yeah. like three months go by. Okay. <laughs> it gets to the point where one like, a oh week. shit, I've got to do one every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I do um, two tonight, then I, yeah, yeah, exactly. But so. so I wanted to ask you about this, like coming up with a concept. So for this one, it was all squares. And I know that earlier on you did have a different concept um, so this, you had one piece in this show, the Hilda piece, which was kind of like a, it looked like a snow globe almost. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the thought was that you would do an entire show in this style or this sort of layout yeah. and snow yeah. globe idea. At what point did you decide like, okay, it's just going to be squares or did you have other ideas and concepts for this show? So like the square approach is more of a practical approach for me. I, I do like square and it, and it lends itself mm -hmm. well to social media and things like that. Um, Very true. And I think it, it looks nice if you were to buy three of them or four of them and you can hang them nicely and it's all uniform. And I think there's just something nice about uh, a uniform shape um, mm -hmm. and format. I wanted to focus strictly on characters for this one. I mean, I, I always just do characters, but this is really like just characters in squares mm -hmm. Uh, and just focus really on that. So that uh, made it easier. I mean, within the square, there's some different, obviously, uh, layouts and approaches, but they're all the overall shape for all of them is, is square. So for that one, right. I was trying to think that was early on a concept that I kind of stumbled upon and I really liked it. And I did two of them and they took up a lot of time. And for certain reasons, I wasn't able to use one of them. And so then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, now I'm down another one. So I thought, well, maybe I'll do four of them. And then it just never worked out. Yeah. Um, so I would like to do like revisit that and to see what I can do with that. I'd, I don't know. I'd want to do a whole show with that because it just takes way too much time to do, you know, the amount of pieces you need to do for a show. But I think there might be some fun to explore with that a little bit more. And it was interesting because I, I hadn't done Hilda before. So I was excited to explore it in that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I know. I think... Was that really the first thing? Didn't you? I feel like I drew you did it like for a, our a, podcast episode where we talked about it, and I just basically oh, did the character pretty straight right. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that. So I don't think you'll be able to see that by the time this episode releases. But ch check back when um, Cute Squared officially launches, so you can you know what I'm talking about here. But this uh, snow globe idea, I think that there is a way that I can like make that come to life dimensionally. Yeah. I really, I would love to figure that out in my brain. And then as you develop more, like it'd just be like, I don't know. It'd be simple to come up with a way to do that with whatever version you have of this, or whatever mm -hmm. characters or, or like worlds. Templatize um, it to be a dimension. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Um, so like similar to our friend who is another paper artist, Tommy Perez, he mm. did those, the it's called super headhunters where like it's a print but you can punch out different shapes and you make kind of a dimensional i don't know like the, yeah. the mounted heads on the wall so he did one of shredder from ninja turtles and he did bowser from super mario um but anyways he kind of created a templated version for that series i would love to figure out a way to do that with this snow globe series that you have he is just crazy good like he's gotten even better like oh just, my god it's it, so like, tight 
and clean. I look oh, at his man. stuff and I just get pissed. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, and it seems like, like he does it relatively quickly. Like, I don't know how long it takes him to do these things, but like, I don't know. And then the, on top of that, so you were just making fun of me for this before, but he is a great photographer. I don't yeah. know if he's yeah. doing it or if he has a friend, but like, it, it looks fantastic. You still get like the crispness of the paper. You can see the texture that it's a dimensional thing and not like, I don't know, fake 3D right, or right, um, right. it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's so like it. studio focused, right? Because I think for him, mm -hmm. he knows like it is, it, for him, it's all about the photography because he's not oh, yeah. doing prints or sending these things out or something like that. Um, and I would love to see his pieces uh, in person. I don't think I've seen any of his pieces in, in uh, real life. He did the Dame's piece. It was a locker. Of oh, April that's right. Locker, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had the, in, I actually was lucky enough to get that from that show. Um, so I have it downstairs amongst a, just a Mess. shitload of Ninja just Turtles stuff. Everything in the world. But um, it's so cool because he's so like, I don't mean this to come off the bad, but like he's very anal about yeah, how he does yeah. this stuff. So like he had a camcorder that technically for this piece, like you could just position it so that you only articulate the side that you will be viewing. Right. He did a full like 360 of this little handheld uh, video recorder with like buttons on every single mm -hmm. side. I think there is even like a removable tape yeah. made out of paper as well. It's like, Nobody is going to like pull this stuff out and look at it this detailed, but he and I think he said this when we had him on talking about uh, I believe it was a Home Alone yeah. kind of grid yeah. that he did, where like he knew that the, I forget what it was, but like let's say newspaper or pizza box was only going to be showing one side, but he like he had to make the opposite side fully fleshed right. out, right? Exactly, because in his brain, like he would know that it wasn't finished and that would drive him crazy. Yep. He's next level though. Like he loves it, right? He's not just mm -hmm. about the final thing. He's about every step of the process and it just shows. And and now he's getting into like animation with mm -hmm. paper and it, it it's so much fun. I, I love seeing what companies and brands are letting him. him do. Yeah, yeah. Like... It's it does seem like a I don't want to say a risk, but like it, it's not something that I would think a big brand would be comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I forget if it was Adidas or if this was just a fun project, but he did like something with a shoe where it like came out of like you saw it come out in chunks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's a good done a lot of cool projects. He's a great example of this, how he did a lot of uh, projects uh, just for fun. Um, yes. And he did it for like Oreos or Star Wars or something like that. And he used that to mm. promote it. Now, I, you know, that worked out fantastic for him. It seems like he skyrocketed right to the top of the of the heap of clients. You know, it's not like he was doing this oh, for yeah. years. Like, well, for, and I'm sure that there is some stuff we don't know. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he it seemed like he landed some pretty big clients pretty quickly after after that stretch. I do believe like what he does is still sort of niche um, and he um, mm -hmm. is so good at it and a lot of it could be done in the computer. You know what I mean? Right. Like someone could recreate that whole feeling you uh, know, in, in a 3D sort of model thing. But um, I think for companies that like to, like Target, like it, it's a good thing for Target because they love that kind of stuff, right? And they love the, mm -hmm. the fact that it is handmade and things like that. So I think right. he, he fits perfectly into that. For me, I just look at it and I'm like, how does he, 
Like he must charge a lot because that's so much time. That's so uh, much time the for thing these little things. For like, so I think uh, conceptually I could figure out like how to do it all. But like, as I'm looking at it, coming up with that from zero, I don't know if I could do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could probably pick it apart and recreate it, but coming up with the concept like that is just. And then like yeah. you said, it just takes so much time. Um, like for me, it would. I don't know how I would be able to justify the time. He's probably gotten to a point where he's pretty proficient and can do knock it out a lot quicker than I would be able to. Oh but yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, still yeah, would imagine yeah. it's got to take him a decent amount of time. Yeah, I. He's a great designer too. Like, and I don't mean to over. Like, it's not and just that's, about. Well, that's the, the backbone yeah, of yeah. it. If you're not a good designer uh, and illustrator and like understand layout, composition, and color, everything else is going to fall flat. Yeah. So. If you haven't listened to our episode with him, there's two. There's one where we talk just to him about his work. There's another one where we talk about freelance in general with Don Clark. Both are great. Mm. Uh, he's got great information. I think he's he's a he he tells a very familiar story about freelancing, but uh, his story is is pretty good. I think like it's a it's a very practical thing how he did it, right. and I think it's the most. Um, there's nothing dreamy about it. Same with Don Clark too. Don's is a very straightforward path to um, freelance. Um, but it might make you a little furious because the way they the way they are, it seems effortless. Uh, I was just gonna say it's know, so casual, but and like it's they're not, very yeah yeah. But they're nice guys. They they speak well. You know they can they can talk eloquently about their experience, and so it comes across very quaint. Uh, and I'm sure there were there were difficult parts, but um, mm-hmm. they just kind of stayed the course, and they're so good at. But they do both of them, and there's a little crossover there too, because like Don's getting into mm. a lot more dimensional stuff, and right, yeah, fantastic. So I d- I actually want I know we've talked about this behind the scenes, but I want to uh, potentially do another freelance episode, especially mm. since now I am on the other side of the fence. Uh, I'd have a different perspective in yep. this conversation, um, and could get some more tips and feedback um from people who have been doing it a little bit longer than me yeah i definitely so. want especially now in these times and i think where freelance is going to become even more an option um mm-hmm. i think yeah i think it'd be great to revisit that well okay so we actually we planned to do this at the beginning of the episode but now that it's kind of been brought up i'll do it really quickly okay the reason for our most recent hiatus from the podcast was because um, before the hiatus, I think I did mention on the show that I did get laid off for my air quotes, normal person job, right. my day job. Um, and then the beginning of July, I think maybe end of June, I got bombarded with freelance projects yep. and was just like overwhelmed and couldn't handle that plus a podcast. So we kind of unintentionally took a break and now I'm kind of, it's, I've had the summer to get acclimated to freelance life and kind of figure out what works for me and the clients that I have. Yeah. I'm hoping that this time around we won't drop the ball in producing these episodes. But now that I am living the freelance life, I would like to have another freelance episode. I think that would be um, beneficial definitely to me. And then I also would have a different perspective and add something different to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. It's scary and terrifying like everything right now, but oh <laughs> it's exciting. God. So <laughs> I will say um, I'm very fortunate to basically um, there's a lot of people that have lost their jobs during um, this pandemic, which is very unfortunate. I was one of them, but 
I was very lucky to get some freelance clients uh, relatively quickly after yeah. I got laid off. So I really only had, I'm not going to lie, it was six, probably a six week period where I was in like total panic mode. I had no idea what I was going to do because a lot of companies aren't super eager to hire. It was a weird time yeah. um, where you weren't going in physically. So to what you were saying where freelance is going to become the n- new norm, the clients that I did pick up, um, I think a big part of it was they laid off. They had to do layoffs during the early months of uh, the pandemic. Yep. And now they're trying to fill those gaps as stuff reopens and they their design needs and branding needs kind of fill up again. Um, they need a designer or illustrator or yep. some sort of creative person, I guess. Um, to fill those gaps and the fact that people are working from home remote, it's going to be an option. So I think you're right. Freelance is in all aspects and in all industries are probably going to become the new normal or just if not the new normal, at least more like accepted as uh, instead of hiring a full timer. Well, just getting a handful of freelancers, especially with what we do, we, we tend to be the first to go and the last to come back um, mm-hmm. just for that very reason, because there tends to be more options for freelance artists or, or, you know, it's easier to bring people on for projects and then let them go as opposed to someone who you need kind of there consistently. So um, I think it just, you know, the, the we were already getting to the point where the days of these huge um, in-house artists uh, staffs were were dwindling. It was getting harder to find that kind of work. Um, or, or you were sort of double timing doing something else. Like you do all the graphics, but you also maintain the website and you also do, you know, right. everything else. So, um, but yeah, it's a good time for freelancers, I think, in general. But I think the market is going to become very saturated, which is great for employers, but tough for for. Um, other people yeah. that can come in and undercut you, you know, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> um, so it just, it just depends on, I think what you do specifically, but that's why I think it's so important to do very well. The thing you do now, as opposed to being a sort of a, I do everything kind of guy, mm-hmm. but yeah. we'll see. We can talk about that more when we do the freelance episode. <laughs> so what I will talk about another thing that I did, uh, since our last episode, uh, is, is one of the clients that I have is Stitcher Radio. I think I've talked about it in previous episodes, but yep. I was actually able to do some more work for Conan O'Brien's podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Over the summer, he had a group of episodes called Summer S'mores with Conan and the Chill Chums. And this was, um, I don't think this was intentional for the, the podcast, these like mini episodes to have such a big following and the fans to have such a big response. Um, because they didn't reach out to me to produce some merch for this summer series until like they had already released two episodes. Um, and then they saw on social media and other channels that people were really responding to it. So they're like, oh, we should get some merch out. I think I had like a few days to come up with a couple of concepts to pitch to them. And then they had some revisions. Um, and yeah, there's a couple pieces of merch. I think might still be available. I know it was a limited run, but if you go to podswag.com you can and search Conan, I think almost all of the Conan merch on there I designed. There's a couple pieces that are just like generic logos and then one other uh There's like a print we, or something, right? Or there was one other one. Yeah, or, yeah. There's one other one that's not me, but most of the stuff in there is me, so 
at the very least, if you want to check it out, go to podswag.com um, and you can see that stuff. And if you like it, you can buy a t-shirt with my art featuring <laughs> Conan's head. There's a lot of stuff on there, though. What else is there? There's like a, yeah. you said a beach towel or something? or a- Oh, that, so of course, and I don't know if you'd still do this, but like since this is, this is probably the first like major brand or I don't know, celebrity that has that my merch is available through. So like I, of course I went on there and I bought everything. I yep. got stickers. I got the coffee mugs. I got a beach towel. They just released t-shirts. So I'm going to go pick those up. Anything else on there, even if I don't need it, like, Oh, sh- I don't have an iPhone, but maybe I'll get an iPhone I- phone case. With yeah, an absolutely. got to take some nice um, photos of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but anyways uh that was something i did over the summer and again if you want to check it out go to podswag.com search conan and it should pop up very good very good it's nice to see that, that is so the, uh, one last thing i want to see about that it is and you get this all the time just because of like the amount of time you've been working with disney and all the different types of merchandising opportunities you've had mm. um but like it is i almost cry every single time i see somebody posts my artwork like they don't know it's me right right it's just i love conan o'brien and i got this coffee mug and then like team coco's official thing will repost somebody else posting my stuff i'm like that's just it's overwhelming sometimes to see that stuff it's very exciting it's it never go hope it never goes away that feeling it should never go away i think that um like a lot of people we're buying stuff over the summer. So, and like a lot of this stuff they're releasing in kind of batches. So I think the coffee mugs were the first thing that they released. Now they're doing t-shirts and um, you can get stickers too, but like a lot of it is starting to like go into the world. So now they're reposting all this stuff and it's just, it's so much fun for me to see this stuff. Yeah. Now you can buy it and impose it as gifts on all your friends and family. Yeah. Everyone's getting Conan swag for Christmas. That's why I have, so many goddamn Jared coffee mugs. That's in my right. House. That's right. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else that you did? Nope. That's it. That's all right. Let's go round it out. The final category. What did you eat? I'll let you go first with this one. Um. Let's see. What Jared doesn't eat? eat, guys. Uh. You know, it hasn't been okay. So I got the. This is ridiculous. I got the apple pie Kit Kats. And I haven't eaten it yet, though. So we'll have to do that. Sounds awful. I know. I got you one. We'll have to hand off and do that. Uh, One thing that I did eat, as always, is cereal. And I got this guy. Uh, A little Cinnamon Toast Crunch toy. The new Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, character. Square. Little square. Yeah. I am so disappointed with this. So, like, they are kind of cute. Yeah, but I don't like the character. Like they're cannibals. That's that is so weird to me. Right, right. But the design's kind of cute. I like the toy too. The toy turned out yeah. pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we didn't say what I um, what I did for your show. So you, one of the prints that you did was a serial mascots right. print. So it's right. got nine different serial mascots. I took each one of those and created a paper version of uh, of them. So yes. this toy that you're holding is kind of similar to that where they created a little vinyl or plastic toy mm-hmm. of the different, what com- is this General Mills? Yeah, logs? General Mills. General Mills uh, mascot. So what are they in there? You can get the, so, um, the cinnamon, cinnamon toast, toast crunch, crunch thing. The, what, tricks? 
Rabbit. The silly rabbit. The Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. I can never keep it straight. Like which. I'm uh, trying to picture the things. characters go to which brands. I know the wolf from Cookie Crisp is Cocoa in there. Puffs. Sunny from Cocoa Puffs. And oh, that has to be the most annoying character. The to bee. Me. Oh my god. The bee. The I, Honey Nut Cheerios bee. B is super cute, but attached to a very boring cereal. It's a good cereal. It's a good cereal. Um, boring. I think that's all of them. Was that all of them? Tricks Rabbit? Yeah. So <clears throat> they're not I, I great. Guess the- I wanted them to be better. This, <laughs> this was actually my favorite one. So I was glad I got uh, this one because I don't really love the design of the toys. I'm happy that there's toys in it. And it seems yeah, like that's so much fun. I miss yeah. those days. When it's and like it's so rare that they box. do the um, their own mascots. It tends to be like, oh, it's SpongeBob or something like that. So, yeah, um, the weird nice one that was recent, I think it was the for Force Awakens, they mm. did like Star Wars spoons. Yes, you got them all. Remember? Some of them. We couldn't even um, tell who was who. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but, oh, so this is what I want to ask you. And not like, this is not to inflate my own ego, but yes. which of the paperized versions did you like the most um, from the Zero mascots? I will say that the printed version, I think I like, I'm looking at it over here. Oh, I okay. had it up for reference. The um, Tony the Tiger, I liked your Tony the Tiger be- best, but I love, like, I don't know why, when I'm, like, paperizing, the little outfits yes. are so cute to me. And, like, seeing... Um, Dig him? I, I also did Pee Wee Herman's, but his oh, little, like, yeah. tuxedo, you see, like, the little collar flaps and stuff. Yeah. To me, the clothes are so much fun. And then... Um, Frankenberry was a fun one too. His clothes are pretty simple, but his head had so much uh, detail in it. Yeah, that was yeah, a fun yeah. one. But I, yeah, I think that Lucky or Diggum were my favorites that I paperized. But your version, the illustrated, I would say Tony the Tiger. I actually like your Tony the Tiger because you did some interesting things with the whiskers kind of coming out of the the face. Oh and my stuff. god, that was that was a, a nightmare bitch to get. Done. It looked like it. So yeah. I tried to like cut it super super fine as. And it just couldn't do it. So I had to thicken them up a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I was able to make it work where it looks like it's coming out of his snout or his face. They all turned out great. I mean, it's weird because it's my art. So it's weird to be like, I really like this one. Um, And I haven't (laughs) I haven't seen these things in person yet. So that's another. Well, there are some like I did make some changes to make it work in paper. Right, Um, right. But you're right. It is pretty much your artwork just in a paper form. I thought um, Fruit Loops uh, guy was, uh, Toucan Sam was really good, really uh, tight, like of all of them. Ooh, like, that one was fun because he's got floating feathers. Yeah. Um, and the way that I did the paper in the frame, I have it like kind of fl- the character floating off of the paper. Oh, the nice. Backdrop. So there's a little dimension. Depth. Yeah. There, yeah. And the feathers, I couldn't have them float because the like the sticky, puffy tape that I use it's is big. bigger than the shape. Yeah. So I actually had to cut out, it's I forget what it's called, like cellophane, just like a clear sheet of paper that's literally clear. So and it's I just... have a little piece sticking out of his head <laughs> where, his, where his little butt feathers go. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very, it turned out very so nice. It's like, a, it's like a floating feathers in the piece, which was, that was a first for me, doing any sort of like magic tricks. So those are just one of a kind pieces, right? Just You just did the one. Yeah. For the show, yeah. Okay. And the cool thing about like paper art is like, 
it's impossible to recreate it exactly like glue it the exact same place so mm -hmm. even if i were to try and recreate some of these it would end up just being a little bit different yeah um, yeah just by the nature of things all right, so back to what we ate. I will say uh, most of the junk that I ate was stuff you brought. So we had that uh, smart food, <laughs> crunch berries. Uh, oh, bag I forgot of about that. Oh, I'm so glad. So this is this is fantastic. And it's we had donuts. Related. You brought me the pumpkin donuts from uh, Krispy Kreme. Oh yes. Okay, but I. So what did you think of the? So I I brought over cereal or not cereal, um, popcorn to Jared's that had crunch berries in it. So it was. Smart the Captain food. Crunch, yep. Just the Crunch Berries with like a, I don't know, a normal popcorn, if you will. So it was supposed to be like a sweet and savory kind of thing. To me, like the sweet just overtook everything. So even the yeah. popcorn itself had like a dusting of the Crunch Berry flavor on top of it. Yeah, yeah. But, and like I like Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries are fine, but to me, like I don't know it tasted like extra fake on the popcorn like it, it almost tastes citrus it was, or something it was like more artificial i don't i it sounds weird but like it just it tasted i don't know weird i, to I me. think because it was like a powder like that and it was like just normal popcorn had it been like yeah. a caramel corn type thing not caramel but like if it had been like mm -hmm. a coated popcorn i think it might have worked better but i know yeah i know that's yeah. not smart foods thing i mean the fact that there's crunch berries <laughs> in there isn't very smart foodie um but it was okay like i'm like yeah. well you could do this at home and probably have pretty much the same effect or you so know. i am a popcorn addict mm. i love popcorn and will try like any of the different versions of it even the store um, so the store-bought kind too right like yeah for yeah. sure um, this one, I will say one random thing that I liked about it. The bag was like the shiny hollow foil <laughs> almost. Yes, it did look And the, it was a really, it was like a Captain Crunch blue, um, hollow foil bag. I don't know. I don't think that all of their packaging comes out that way, but that was a, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I'm happy my, they do those kind of things. It just, uh, it's kind yeah. of, yeah. It elevates the, like the gimmick of the collab right, or whatever. Right. Um, so my eat is also popcorn. I, they have, um, a seasonal popcorn at Trader Joe's, which I will bring you a bag of. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a maple pop, like a kettle corn, but like maple flavored. So mm. to me, it tastes like a pancake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I love it. It's just basically like syrupy kind of coating, but it's not the super thick, like caramel. Yeah. Like it is in the, the Chicago style popcorn. It is like kettle corn where it's a light coat um but it's it's so good i love it it depends on the flavor i think it's like i had that remember we had, when we went to the movies that last time i had that cheeto was it hot cheeto? <laughs> was it flaming hot oh my Cheetos? god so i was think being embarrassed that i watched like this little kid show with julie and the phantoms but like you that was the most like child thing to order i've ever seen <laughs> Like uh, it's I don't care. Che Cheeto flavored popcorn with chunks of Cheetos throughout the bucket. Yeah, it was Cheetos. Was it flaming uh, hot? I think it was flaming hot though, wasn't it? It might have been flaming hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. I do love a gimmick and a good collab. So yeah, no, that was good. I thought that was really good. Although I do just love normal movie theater popcorn, so it makes me kind of miss it when I don't have that, especially now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that might have been the 
Was that the last? No, I think Sonic was the last movie I saw. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was Sonic because that yeah. was yeah. It was like right. You before. do not frequent the theaters as much as I do. No, I no. think I saw Onward was oh. the last movie I saw, and like literally like the next week, everything shut down. Yeah. Yep. Or like even like I think it was maybe even like on a Sunday, and then everything shut down like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Missing it. Missing it. Anyway. Okay. So the. Sp- Maple popcorn, though, um, maple's becoming sort of like the counter to pumpkin spice for this time of year, right? Like, yeah, so it maple. is a seasonal thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I love pancakes and like that's the staple to uh, pancake or waffle topping. Maple to me isn't really specific to fall, right? So right, right. But I mean, it, it just does, associates it with, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know what because it comes out of a tree or something. Well, winter time, I think that maple, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's forced. I don't care. It's fine with me. Um, but I, yeah, this is my, currently it's my favorite popcorn. So <laughs> I'm excited to share this with you. Very exciting. And this is something you get every year? No. Well, oh, I think oh. this is the first year oh, that okay. it's been made available. Uh, so do you like maple stuff in general though? Like maple flavored things? I like sugar. But it's like so. maple cookies and things like that or... Uh, I would not be opposed to consuming any sort of maple flavored thing. Are you a purist when it comes to maple syrup? Because have you no, had real maple all. syrup? Oh, no. I prefer the fakey log cabin. Fake, yeah. artificially Captain Blue. Captain Blue. God damn it. <laughs> Captain Crunch Blue yeah. syrup. Yeah. Ugh. Because real maple syrup is pretty. It's pretty mild. Like it's not very sweet as. as oh, you know, no. Yeah. Expect, no, so. I prefer the, the fake. Right. Maple right. syrup, Mrs. Butterworth's, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. I think that's what we all grew up with. It is pure sugar, right? It is pure sugar yeah. and flavorings. and Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Ugh. So not eating a lot of junk, huh? Me? Have you been being good? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat a shitload of junk. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, popcorn's I just that's a good one. I mean, I didn't want to like... I guess I could have done a little bit dig- deeper digging into my history of bad foods this summer, but I just stuck with the highlights. And oh, very good. Very good. A lot of donuts. Ooh, a lot of donuts. I did make the cookies that you gave us like long time ago, those sugar ones. Oh, was it Funfetti cookies? Yeah, the Funfetti oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were supposed to expire October 1st with which coincidentally was National Cookie Day. So ah, it was like right on time. everything pointing to we had to make them that day. So we made them. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I, of course I ate them all, but I have a, a like severe cookie problem where if there is a cookie in front of me, I will eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, for what it was, like for what I like about that is you can just make two if you wanted to. You know what I mean? You don't have mm-hmm. to buy a whole bag of them, which I get like, I feel bad about by the end and then throw them away. Um, but yeah, like oh, and put frosting I, on them or something like that to kind of jazz. Oh, uh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good better. Base I got this. Um, I don't know if you're a big pumpkin flavored. Yes. Fan, but we so I got this at Trader Joe's. It's like a pumpkin. It's already it's got all the ingredients, the dry ingredients. So you just add like an egg and butter, I think, to it and you mix it up and it makes uh like pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Oh, so nice. I'm planning to do that this week and I will drop some off for you. I did go to Trader Joe's for the first time in this pandemic. And um here's what the I will say about that. I did get the pumpkin JoJo's or whatever, the like their Oreos. What where oh, so you've just been going to other 
Yeah. Supermarkets. Yeah. Okay. Trader Joe's is so tiny. Like the other grocery stores seem oh, massive. Yeah. And so you can avoid people a lot easier. Like it was, it wasn't even crowded and I went late. They're open later now, which is great. Uh, but it's like people just everywhere and it's Trader Joe's people. So they're looking at everything and reading everything and talking and, and just, ah, <laughs> oh, it's just, I uh, have to go much later. I think that's funny because my experience is, well, you know, as we move forward, I think it's getting like progressively more lax. Yes, and for sure. For sure. So like when it first reopened, there was a queue and you had to wait in yeah. line because they were really strict about only letting like 20 people in at right, a time. Right. So then it was obviously very, very uh, open. Yeah. And even when I go recently, like I don't I can't think of it being that crowded. But what time do you go I though? Day, daytime? Weekday? I, I usually go like in the morning. Yeah. Like late morning. Eleven. Uh, I try. I try not to go in the afternoon. I'd say like between ten and eleven. Yeah, yeah. I, I find As that an actually, arrival time. Yeah, yeah, you have to either go early or late. I think there's that midday that, and then into the evening where it just seems packed. Like people are, especially mm-hmm. like this Target by me, where people are just going to just do something. I think. Um, yeah. Just a shop or something like that. Well, but that's, um, yeah. Yeah, so if I go, like, our Target here closes at 10, so I'll go at, like, 9.30. Like, I'm literally across <laughs> the street. I could walk there and be like, oh, too crowded. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to not hang out in those places very long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I have been pretty strategic. So, like, I if I do go into a store, it's either, like, I'll have a list. Yeah. Or if oh, I'll just yeah. go and get the thing and come out. Yeah. Um, not really doing any window shopping or browsing no. um, these days. Uh, Sometimes okay, at Target so I do. Sometimes I will a little bit just because I can do grocery shopping and stuff. Been doing a lot of this stuff, the Alien Remix stuff. Oh. Been trying to hunt that stuff down. And uh, Did you yeah. get all of them? No, I didn't get all, all the of them. I got the first wave and I've been getting some, I just kind of getting a sample of the merchandise and stuff just to have. Mm. Um, but... It's too hard. I finally just got this Buzz Lightyear one, though. That's the one I've been having a hard time finding. So I was happy nice. to find that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last thing. Yep. Speaking of Disney, uh, Wonderground. Oh, breaks so, my heart. It's a s- sad, sad topic. So there's been like so much mixed feelings out there and like different reports that I'm reading and hearing. Um, so well, it's because everybody is an expert on everything. So uh, just so, so you know, just so you know, before we like really dive into this and we won't spend too much time on this. I will say that Jared did a full episode with Mark Bricky on the Disneyland for designers podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, <clears throat> and they go into detail. They spend like basically the entire episode yeah. talking about this. Um, so we'll just emotional. touch on it yeah. really quickly. Yeah. We don't need to. Get emotional, but if you would like to hear a grown man cry, go listen to that <laughs> podcast. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so for me, like, ah, God, it, it's, it is pretty heartbreaking. I am hopeful and it seems like it's going to be brought back. But when I first heard about it, it seemed like, oh, it's closing and like it may or may not open up again ever, which mm. was first being a part of the creative community. And I'm not super... Right. active with my personal work um but like even being relatively passive like that is something that all creatives i think strive to be a part of uh this wonderground gallery and knowing that it has been i don't want to say the driving force but like a motivator for a lot of people 
uh, it was pretty sad that that was potentially no longer available. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, that was always like anytime I went to the park, that was the store that I like would browse coming in and or out of the yeah. parks. Like you always go in there, uh, check out new prints, new merch, get involved or introduced to new artists a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, just that whole shopping experience was so unique and different to all of the other shops within the Disney campus. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the time they would have the artists in residence. So you could see artists like working on stuff there. Um, a really cool thing that they did, I think as part of that artist in residence, they would let like specific local artists sell their own stuff there mm-hmm. that was non Disney related. So like, I mean, it's just unbelievable that Disney would allow that yep. to happen where it's not a Disney IP and they're letting potentially like other artists IP go in there and be sold. Yep. Um, yep. Great concept. I think you were supposed to do that before this stupid COVID stuff happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that also sucks because I would have loved to have seen and like, I don't know, come up with some concepts for you to do mm. some pointing and clicking with your mouse. Uh, at least like watch you be uncomfortable with yes. little kids watching you work. Yeah. So when I make a circle, I use the circle tool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to demystify everything by doing live illustrator <laughs> demos for people. Yeah. No, we had a lot of stuff planned for this year. And of course, this is an unusual year and things. And then with the recent layoffs, you know, this just seems like a blip in the overall sadness that is um, surrounding mm-hmm. the company right now. Um, I do hope it comes back. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, we talk about it all on the other show. Go take a listen to that if you want me to hear get all sad about it. But um, what I, I will say, the funny thing about social media is how, like, simply because people are in the conversation. Now, like, obviously now with social media, everybody's in on the conversation, right? Anyone can come by, comment, drop their thing, regardless of how qualified they are to <laughs> just do that. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you just kind of, everything's taken with a, with a grain of salt. But it is funny to me how people kind of come on there and just talk like they know. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm privy to all this extra information that they don't have. Um, mm-hmm. But even in my position, I would say like, well, we really don't know. Like, I can't speak to that and say so firmly. Right. But it's funny, like people will come on and scold me and say like, calm down. <laughs> Just calm down. <laughs> they said, I, I talked to a cast member and it's coming back. So calm down, you know? And so, you know, it's just funny to me that people feel like. <laughs> oh, you what talk, a dick response. You talk to too, a cast like, member. Why? Okay, well then, yeah, then it's a safe bet. I can do it. So I don't know. I think it's just a funny, it's a funny uh. thing with social media that that people, I guess it's the good and the bad, right? People feel close enough to you to, to, to say these things or to have this conversation. With you. Well, yeah. <laughs> But um, in other words, uh, like, yeah, it's just funny to me that it doesn't like to me. The first thing that occurs to me with those kind of things is like there might be some information I don't have. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, like if you're watching a show or you're seeing something in the news, you're not thinking like, well, I'm an expert on this. I can say like, well, here's what (laughs) here's what went wrong, you know. And and this is such like a a small part of such an overwhelmingly big company. Right. Right. There's so many decisions that have to be made and like things to be shuffled around before they even get to this point of deciding whether or not to shut down or, and like, yeah, I mean, it's not something that was, I'm sure was not a decision that was taken lightly. Um, 
the one thing that I do, and everybody's saying this, that did seem like a weird almost slap in the face is just the hurriedness of replacing it with uh, the Galaxy's Edge, like, it just, it seemed like a, a rush job. Yeah. Like, I mean, it that's was just one day it was Wonderground. The next day it was, I don't know what they're calling it, but the uh, star tra- trading post or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was like, they just like threw a tarp over the Wonderground sign and here's like Star Wars Land 2.0. Or I mean, 0.5. again, yeah. This uh, unusual times. This could happen at any time, right? This, this, this there's yeah. no guarantee that it's just because of this. But um, yeah, it was sad to see, and that that we couldn't kind of like say goodbye or have some kind of like, oh, it's going away a in a week off. or something yeah. like that. That would have been nice to be able to do that, or uh, to even to send your fans and say, um, you know, now's your chance uh, to go before it's it's gone. Um, it would have been nice to do that. So I do hope it comes back again. It's. Uh, not against the Star Wars store. It's not Wonderground versus Star Wars. Right. Um, you know, that's great. I'm happy that there's a Star Wars store down there. I'm just sad to see it go. And so while the location of Florida is still open, again, that's a whole other world from uh, where we are here yeah. in, in Anaheim. So I'm hoping it comes back in some form, even if it went online, I would, I, which makes to me the most sense, right? Like just dump it yeah. all online. Like it, that reaches a far wider audience for us than just um, locals. But um, yeah, so who knows? I. I know that everything is changing like every week, even day now. Um, but is the Epcot uh, Festival of the Arts still a thing this next year? I know it's normally it's like the beginning of every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as I know, yes. But I don't know if anything's mm. been announced formally or not. So, um, But I believe yeah. uh, everything's going forward. Again, things are changing very quickly and I can see that from the reports that yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And, um, you know, one minute things are on, one minute things are off and I think we just have to, you know, I think this fall is going to be interesting. I think everyone's bracing for a terrible fall and that may determine how quickly we come out of it on the other side. <laughs> you yeah. know, is it winter or is it more like spring or, or are we really coming back to life just in summer? Yeah. If, if then, <clears throat> you know, so... Yes, but thank you for mentioning it. I appreciate it. It's very sad. Um, and, um, you know, of course, I'm going to post when when information comes up or if anything changes and stuff. But for right now, the only stuff that you can get is through uh, it's through Orlando. And if you're there, it's not like you can order by phone or go online or something like that. I have a few things online, but most of it's just what's in the shop there. So, Or eBay. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I did. So we did get the... Um your iconic mickey the crazy colored one thank you i think you can order that yeah on at least we ordered it online i don't know if it's still available or not that one went on sale Um, because it was part of the color program but the original one is still available online the ears are still available online if you didn't get your pair (laughs) go on and buy a couple 20 a couple dozen (laughs) great great uh that's all right well we don't need to get any more into that um it's too sad of a subject. It is so, a very sad subject. Uh, I'm hoping that we're going to be back <laughs> regularly again here on the spot. God, I got to yeah. learn how to talk. On the Squared Co. podcast. Um, I know I really enjoy doing these conversations with you. It yeah. is a nice excuse to catch up. I do have ideas for other forms of content. I don't know if how practical they are, but I'll talk to you about that after this. I think Just it's a, a good time, right? I think everyone should be exploring things right now if you have the time. Because I think we're so yeah. far into this now. Like your past being sort of the droopy, like it's still scary, 
but it's like you kind of want to put that energy into something else, you know? So right. it's a good time to sort of explore some of these things. Like I want to open a store or do something where you're not so dependent on other things, you know? So, um, yeah, we're looking at Diversify. a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's what your buddy Bricky always says as well. <laughs> all righty. So that's all I got for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later. In times that I doubted myself, I felt like I needed some help. Stuck in my head with nothing Excellent.